Do you like the work we're doing here at It's All Journalism? For as little as a dollar a month, you can help us continue the conversation about good journalism. Show your support by donating to our Patreon campaign. Go to itsalljournalism.com and follow the link at the top of the page to donate. And these consultants who are teaching you about podcasting, they'll tell you, oh, don't worry about your sound. Don't overstress on your audio sound. That's what they really mean. But what it comes off to most people as is, you know, don't worry about the sound. Just record something and, you know, good enough is fine. And that's okay. However, as I quite often point out, most people who are in podcasting actually know nothing about audio production. Welcome to It's All Journalism. I'm Michael O'Connell, here with another podcast about the ever-evolving world of digital journalism and the people behind it. Today's guest is Chris Curran, audio engineer extraordinaire, about how podcasters and journalists can improve their audio production. So to sort of start off with, you come from a ra not a radio background, but actually a music background. Could you sort of tell me about that history? Sure. Well, I started recording myself playing the drums and my band. I started recording in high school on a little four track, little cassette tape, Tascam four track recorder. And then when I graduated high school, I actually went to re the recording workshop in Ohio. So certification program for audio engineering. And I went there for a few months and then I went to New York City. I became an intern at Quad Recording. So basically I was going into the music business, the studio business in New York City. And I was an intern for three, four months. Then I got a job at a different studio. So I was in New York for a total of about four and a half years working on records. And of course I started as an intern, but then I became an assistant engineer and then I started engineering some stuff. Yeah. And then after that, right around the mid 90s, 96, 1996, I came back to New Jersey and started producing bands on the side, kind of like a freelance producer. And of course, I was playing in bands the whole time as well. So, yeah, that's how I came up in the music business. OK. And we we spoke briefly at Podcast Movement in Chicago in July and uh, I sat in on your presentation and I, um, I was actually talking to someone else who who was at Podcast Movement, and he was like, oh, well, which were your favorite presentations that you went to? And I, I went to uh, several, but I, I thought about it, and actually it was yours that was the one that I said was my favorite one. And the reason was, was because of what you said, specifically about people who were coming to listen to what, what you had to say that was different than what other people were saying. That, you know, everybody else is going to tell you about, you know, concentrating your content, et cetera. I'm here to talk about you know, gear and sounding good. And that, yeah. you know, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell you that that's really important and you need to make that very important. So it was a different sort of message. So wh why do you think you needed to sort of say that? Well, yeah. So what happens, most people who want to teach other people about podcasting, they want to focus on the content and your audience and your downloads and your social media marketing and all that. And of course, yes, the audience is the reason why you're speaking, right? But the audio quality is important as well. And so here's what happens. A lot of people who are getting into podcasting, especially if they're a little more technical in nature, they really can go overboard with their audio. They can stress over buying a microphone for three months or they can stress about their workflow and their equipment and their mixer. There is a danger of focusing too much in the beginning on the technology and the and the microphone. However, 
you know, so the reason these consultants who are teaching you about podcasting, they'll tell you, oh, don't worry about your sound. Don't, o- don't overstress on your audio sound. That's what they really mean. But what it comes off to most people as is, you know, don't worry about the sound. Just record something and, you know, good enough is fine. And that's okay. However, as I quite often point out, most people who are in podcasting actually know nothing about audio production. They're not engineers. So that's where I come in. I can teach a little bit more on the audio production side of it and the sound quality side of it because it is important. But should you should you put too much importance on it? No, definitely not. I agree with I agree with them in that sense. You know, you have the equipment and maybe that's the other other angle that, that you were sort of talking about that, you know, a lot of people have this equipment and maybe they're not using it to their fullest of potential. They don't seem to be caring about maybe how good the quality is when they have actually at their fingertips tools that would allow them to improve the quality. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, look, you can have the tools. You can have a hammer and nails, but you can do a really crappy job building something, right? I mean, you have to know how to use the tool. And that's one difference between, you know, some people think, oh, I have to buy really expensive podcasting gear. I have to buy a really expensive mic and I have to spend a lot of money on equipment to sound good. That's actually not true because you can get good equipment that is very good, but if you know how to use it, that's when you'll sound really good. So it comes down to your knowledge of how do I use this equipment? I mean, everybody, anyone can jump into a car and slap it into drive and start driving down the road, but, but how are you driving? Are you taking out mailboxes and hitting other cars or are you zooming down the middle of the road making good time, right? So how, how important do you think sound quality is for, for making a, a podcast more successful? Do you think you can have a, a successful podcast if you're not paying attention to the sound? It's possible. I, I think there's a level, a minimum level of quality that's required. You know, as long as you sound okay or fairly decent, I think you'd be fine. I mean, you don't need to sound tremendous. You know, you know, you don't need an audio engineer to listen to your podcast and say, wow, this sound is amazing, man. You don't have to be amazing. You just have to be good. So there's like a minimum level of good that you have to be. So you should be that. And you don't have to become an audio engineer either. You just need to learn what you need to learn to at least sound good and then then forget about it, right? Then focus on the, the content. So what are some of the, the common mistakes that sort of fledgling podcasters make when it comes to sound? Well, geez, I mean, I host the podcast engineering show. I actually talk to producers, people who are recording and mixing and editing podcasts and, you know, a lot of them don't even use any EQ. So EQ is equalization. That's the bass and treble, you know, on your home stereo system or in your car. And so one of the, to be specific, one thing that most podcasters don't do is take out some of the really low end. So a lot of the bass frequencies, the really low bass frequencies, probably 80 or 100 hertz or lower, you need to roll them off, meaning decrease them a little bit because a lot of microphones out of the box will sound a little bassy. They'll have a lot of bass in it. And so if you roll off some of that bass, if you remove some of that low bass, then it makes the voice clearer. You know, most people don't hear that because they don't know frequencies. They don't know what they're listening for. Mm -hmm. The human voice is very, it's a mid-range sort of an instrument, right? Your voice is an instrument. So the really critical part of the human voice is in the mid-range. It's not in the, the really low end. 
80 and 100 hertz. That's too low. And and if there's too much of that, it just becomes muddy. And so, look, even some brand new podcasters go the other way. They'll add low end because they want the big radio voice. And it just does it no good. It just makes it more unintelligible, duller, and and it doesn't cut through, you know, above any music or anything. So, so that's one specific thing. I'm sure there's a lot. I mean, just getting the right levels. So recording it properly is something. So if you record too loud, you'll actually get distortion and clipping and it'll sound nasty. Or if you record too low, then you get a lot of background noise in the room, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so those are, you know, just the basics, just the basics of recording engineering. So let me ask you a couple of questions then about uh, about the recording aspect of now. Now the two things you mentioned, equalization and recording at the right levels. Recording at the right levels that's something that you're going to do when you're recording, when you set up your microphones and that you're monitoring um, the two the the two or, or whatever number of channels that you have to make sure that they're they're they pretty much match that they're not too high, they're not too low. If somebody vo- drops off, you make adjustments to it. So am I correct? Is that's kind of what you're doing? Yeah, the recording level is just that. So the level that matters is the level on your recorder. So for instance, you could be going through several pieces of equipment, maybe a mic pre, then going through a mixer, and then going to your recorder. So the mic pre might have a meter on it, a level meter. The mixer might have a level meter. Of course, you want to look at those level meters, but the level that really counts is the level where it's being recorded. Because that's where if you go over, it'll actually clip and distort. And if you're too low, it'll introduce more noise because later on when you crank it up, you're cranking up the noise as well. So that's that's the recording element. You mentioned a couple of different voices. Yes, if you're recording an interview with two people, you need to, you know, get the level for each person separately, especially if you're recording them together, if you're not recording them on separate tracks. So you can actually record each voice on its own track. And what that does is it lets you later on go back and adjust each track separately. So you can adjust each voice separately. And that's really good. That's what audio engineers do. They record everything separately so that later on you have full control over each voice. A lot of podcasters, they're recording, they mix it together as they're recording. And the danger is if one voice is a lot louder than another voice, it's one signal after you record it and you can't adjust one voice or the other because it's, it's all mixed together already. That's why there's, well, services like Auphonic, which actually help level out voices in those terms. But yeah, the recording level is very important. Yeah. And, you know, I think I've talked to several different people about podcasting for this book, and and I'm sure you would agree that, you know, if you put your care into your recording end, it's going to help you a lot on the other end. And once you get into editing and once you're preparing your your podcast for uh, uh, for posting, because that's definitely the golden rule of audio engineering is record it properly the first time. Yeah. Period. Because if you don't record it properly, then you're going to have to get into all these fixes and tricks and techniques and plugins and all. You're going to have to jump through nine hoops to make it sound better, but it still won't sound great. So the 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 idea is record it right the first time. So in, in equalization, is that is that something that you do in the rec- at the recording end, or is that something you do as you're editing the audio tracks? Well, you can do both. I would just 
say that, you know, especially for beginners, there's a tendency to overdo the equalization, meaning, like I said before, you're adding too much bass or or you're adding too much treble or, or high end, high frequencies. It's easy to overdo it in the beginning because you think, oh, it sounds good. Let me add more. But the trick is, you know, you find the frequencies that sound good and you can add some of those frequencies, but don't overdo it. <laughs> and through experience, you'll know what is overdoing it and what's not. And how you learn that is by listening. Mm-hmm. You record a podcast, listen to it, you know, put it, put the MP3 on your phone, listen through your earbuds, go into your car, listen to it in your car, listen on a boombox, listen on a little Bluetooth speaker, whatever, listen in a bunch of different places and you'll hear different things. You'll say, wow, you like, especially when you go in the car, if you listen in the car, that's when you'll notice the bass. You'll be like, oh my God, there's all this low end. It's so muddy and it sounds so huge and almost unintelligible because in your car you have big speakers with better bass. If you listen on little earbuds, the bass might might not bother you because you might not even hear it. Right. Right. So listening from different places. And so every episode, let's say for the first 10 episodes, if you take every episode for the first 10 episodes, listen in different places and then make tiny adjustments for the next episode, you'll dial it in over 10 episodes, you'll tweak it and then it'll be, It'll be really good. Yeah. One of the things you were talking about at uh, Podcast Movement is the the idea of like being in your car and this is when the levels are all, you know, all over the place is you don't want the person who's listening to, oh my God, it's suddenly too loud or, you know, I can't hear what this person's saying. You want to have them so that they're, you know, they're equalized, that they, that they sound consistent through, throughout the podcast. Yeah. There's nothing worse than listening to a podcast and one one person's voice is much louder than the other person's voice. And this is especially applicable in a car, especially when you're driving. So there's road noise, right? There's noise and you have to turn up the podcast above the noise. But what happens is if you put the person who's louder, if you make it sound good for the person who's louder, if you make the volume correct for the person who's louder, then when the person who's not as loud starts talking, you can't hear it so well because there's the road noise and their level is much lower. So you, you turn up the volume because you need to hear that person speak. But then when they're done and the person who's louder comes back on, it, it'll rip the top of your head off. It'll be so loud. And so riding that volume knob, you never want to make your listener have to touch the volume knob. I mean, that's crazy. That's So again, back to the basics. The role of you knowing how to produce your audio is to provide a good experience for the listener, period. You don't want them riding the volume knob. So that's why you learn how to do your levels properly to make the whole thing transparent for the listener. The listener shouldn't even be thinking about frequencies or levels or volume or audio engineering, nothing. The listener should be listening to the content of what you're talking about, right? Right. So, okay, I, I've, uh, you know, I set my levels properly when I, when I did my uh, podcast recording. I, I brought the two different tracks in of the person I interviewed and myself. I make the adjustments that I want to do. He's got a really low voice, so maybe I play with equalization a little bit. So I've got these two pieces together. Then I want to I want to, want to mix them down to a single mono track. Is that what I want to do? Well, okay, so mono, yeah, I mean, you could mix it down to mono or you could do stereo podcasting. Plenty of people still put out their episodes in stereo. I do. I mm-hmm. know Todd Cochran does. I know a lot of people do because... Um, it's just, well, especially if you have music, the music 
is usually in stereo and it sounds good in stereo. When you collapse it down to mono, it sounds very dull and not, with no depth or dimension. It just sounds, it just sounds, uh, it sounds one dimensional because it is one dimensional. Well, right. Because it, one dimensional. it doesn't, it doesn't have the same, well, the separation. Um, yeah. and what about compression? You know, is this sort of the point where I, I need to sort of compress my file before I load it up? Well, compression, same thing. You can use it as you're recording on each individual voice or any individual voice. And you can also do it when you're doing your final mix down and you're getting it, everything ready to be finalized. And compression just compresses the dynamic range. So right now I'm speaking, probably the loudest I get is like that and probably, you know, the lowest I get is like this. So the difference between those two levels is my dynamic range. Let's say it's 20 dB. And when you use a compressor, you compress that. So if you compress it so that the difference is only 10 dB, that means my voice, when it's the lowest to the highest, it's only a 10 dB range. And this helps a lot, uh, especially in a car, again, or if even if you're just listening with earbuds walking down the street and there's cars going by, there's noise. When you compress it a little bit, it compresses it into, let's say, a 10 dB zone where you can hear each voice and it, you can hear it well. So that's the function of a compressor. It just tightens everything up and it controls it a little better. So it's not really loud and then really soft. Okay. And so we're, we're, you, you say loud, that there is a, a loudness setting you should be setting as well. Isn't that correct? Okay. So loudness standard is what you're talking about. Right. And yes. So when, the, when, when your mix is all done, when your podcast episode is all finished, the overall level should be of a specific loudness. Now, this is happening because if, if, any, if anyone listening, if you've ever watched TV probably years ago now, a few years ago, sometimes when the commercials came on, the commercials were so loud compared to your show. So you'd be watching your show and then the commercials would come on and you'd have to grab the remote control and turn it down because it's, it was blaring. It was so loud. So what they've done, broad, the broadcasting industry in general, and it's, it's not a, you know, it's not a rule that anyone has to abide by. It's just a general, well, well, actually on the major TV stations they do, but in podcasting, there's a generally accepted loudness level and everyone tries to abide by it because it's just helpful for the listener again, right? It just keeps everything about the same loudness. So after you're done mixing your episode, there are plugins or there are meters which will allow you to just make sure your your entire podcast episode is at a general level of loudness. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, equipment because um, you, you have, a, I imagine, a perspective on on gear. You know, thinking about the book and the people who would be reading the book, you know, the, these are people who don't have any background in uh, audio recording or, or very little background in audio production. And so, you know, they're not going to know what necessarily types of equipment to get. You know, they may know, know the different types of equipment to get, but they may not know which, you know, the best way to make their decisions about things. So, you know, I, I gave you a list of, uh, and I did this order because I'd, I'd interviewed somebody and I did this order. So basically going from head to toe as it were, but I'm wondering if maybe actually where we should start is how you're going to record coming to that decision. Does it make sense for somebody to to start out with like a like a digital recorder, or should they maybe think about just trying to figure out how to use their laptop uh, or computer to uh, do recording? 
Well, okay. So here there, there's, when you're starting from scratch, there's a lot of options right. and there's a lot of ways to do things. So I would think the first thing you got to think about is, you know, are you going to be recording people in person? You know, are you going to be out on the street with a microphone recording conversations? Are you going to be sitting at home in a quote unquote studio, which might just be your desk? You know, are you going to have people into your studio and sit across from each other and have a conversation and record that? Are you going to just record, you know, connect with people over the internet? So Skype or something like that and record conversations that way. So each of those circumstances requires different equipment, different setup. So first you have to decide what you want to do. Now, certain people would say, or probably a lot of people would say, Oh, I want to do all three of those. (laughs) So, well, okay. Then you're going to, there's a bunch of equipment involved, you know, microphones. Like if you're the only one sitting at your desk and you're going to be speaking to someone over Skype, then you only need one microphone. If someone's going to be sitting with you in the same room, then you need two microphones. And then, okay, so let's say you need two microphones. Where do you plug in the two mics? Well, you need an audio interface, which is basically just a little piece, tiny piece of equipment that, you know, you plug your mics into that audio interface and then the audio interface connects to your computer. And then you just open up a simple free recording program like Audacity and you just record the two microphones one on the left, one on the right. So they're actually separated, like we were mentioning before. That's a very simple way to do it. If you're going to be recording on Skype, well, there are programs which you can run on the computer, which will actually just record your conversation. So you connect with someone on Skype and you run another program right on the same computer and it records the whole conversation. And hopefully the levels are are good. (laughs) Sometimes it's a little tricky when you do it that way. And then look, if you're on the street, or if you're walking around, then you need a portable digital recorder. You need a recorder that you can hold in your hand and walk around with. And yes, you can have a microphone that has a, a microphone cable that plugs into that recorder. And you could talk into the mic and you could record yourself, record your you know conversation on the street, whatever you want. And then later on, you come back to your studio and you you know download that audio from the little digital recorder onto your computer. And then you go from there. So there's a lot of different ways to do it. And there's a lot of different equipment. It first starts out with what are you going to be recording and where? Okay. Yeah. So that's actually the very first question you need to ask yourself. You know, am I going to be sitting in my garage talking to my friend about comic books? I need two mics and then maybe I can use my laptop or maybe I can just get a digital recorder to to download uh, that audio into my laptop or computer or whatever and then edit it on Audition or Audacity or, or whatever particular program I got. Well, maybe my friend and I then want you know, we want to be able to have other guests in. So now we got to figure out a setup that allows us to have more than two mics. Or maybe we're going to do over-the-phone interviews or over-the-internet interviews of, of guests. So maybe what starts out as just you and me, you know, you and me talking over my table, suddenly we've got to come up with a situation that allows us to both record our voices and then record voices of somebody over the internet. Or phone and phone. We didn't even mention phone. That you know, you can you can do that, but that's that's a different sort of setup as well. So, right. yeah. So getting you know figuring out what you want to do, and you can. I mean, there's no limit to how crazy you can get. Like for instance, my setup here. I have a mixer. So when you start tying together a bunch of different devices, like different computers and several microphones, an audio mixer becomes the central point of everything. 
So an audio mixer is where you plug everything in and it has all kinds of different outputs as well. So in my studio, I have a mixer that is the center. The mixer is always the center of the studio because mm-hmm. it, it's like the switching station, right? The central, grand central station. So I have a mixer and I have uh, four computers here all plugged into the mixer. I have a phone box. It's called a broadband. It's to take phone calls into the mixer. So I come out of the mixer in different ways. I record on my computer. I also record on a different output, comes and records on a little digital, portable digital recorder. So I have a full setup. I can handle so many guests and different mics, people in studio, people on the phone, people on Skype. But look, that's what I do for a living. I produce podcast shows. So I need this whole big setup. You know, most people don't need this setup. They can deal with a scaled down version. The other thing is I, I just interviewed someone on the podcast engineering show about they have a podcast where they have in one room, they have between 12 and 16 people (laughs) and they're all on microphones and they're all part of the episode. Wow. And it's crazy. We go through everything, their mixer, the, how they record it. Yeah. So when you have several microphones, the noise, the background noise starts to add up. You have to be aware that you don't keep adding up this background noise because then you know, the, you don't want the final recording to have in the background, you know, nasty sound. So you, it's always a signal to noise ratio kind of a thing. You, you gotta, you gotta keep in mind. How long does it take them to set up for 12 mics and check 12 mics and check levels and making sure that they're not bleeding in on each other and everything? I would say probably an hour. I mean, they probably have like the setup down pat, like where they have each mic and stuff like that. But they actually set up and break down for every episode because they record it in a motorcycle shop. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> that's the beauty. That's the beauty of podcasting. I mean, you know, you, you took us down the rabbit hole that this is something that you start in one place that seems like very simple. And if you continue to down that track, you can end up with 11 other people in a room with you <laughs> recording in a motorcycle shop that that's kind of what this sort of happens the both the wonderful freeness of podcasting where you don't necessarily have to be in a traditional studio that that you can get good equipment that allows you to go out and and record in different places but you know once you start making decisions and and going down certain ways you know there's almost no limit as to what you can do and that's the danger that beginners have is sometimes if especially if they're technical they they get too crazy too fast so that's why i would suggest figure out what you're going to do and then research a viable solution with decent equipment and just make sure you learn how to use the equipment how to connect it together and how to get the right level and then then do your show like get a viable setup and then just don't even worry about your setup anymore then just do your show mm mm-hmm. Yeah, that that as you improve the skills that you have in interviewing and in storytelling, at the same time, sort of keep an eye on your your technical end and tweak that as you go forward. And so, hopefully, you know, you said, you know, if you listen back to to ten episodes, that you're you're going to get to a point where you're you're going to be right where you need to be. But it, you know, it takes time. You know, I kind of think of it as like, you know, when you, when you learn how to cook, you you start by you know, like frying an egg. And, you know, you master one thing and then you then you start adding to it and you 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 pick up new skills and and add new things to what you're doing. But it's it's one step by one step and mastering each step as you go along. Yeah. And in this case, you don't even have to master it. You just have to get to a level where you're 
good and functional at it and then that's good enough yeah yeah, yeah we don't want to we don't want to oversell this that <laughs> it's important it can be difficult but it's 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 within reach um, I would I don't think it's difficult and and look it's easy for the audio engineer <laughs> to say the man, that it's not yeah. difficult but here's the thing it's not difficult I'm telling you to have a simple setup that sounds good you just need someone to explain the right equipment to get how to set it up and you have to know where to look at the level and it's really not hard it just comes down like anything if you have a good teacher it's not hard it's really not hard it's not rocket science yeah it's not rocket science so. It may look like it with all that equipment, but it's not rocket science. So tell me about Podcasting Engineering School. This is something you're going to be launching very soon? Yeah, Podcast Engineering School is going to launch in the fall of 2016. And it's going to be... So in the world of podcasting, there's a lot of people out there get, that are going to teach you how to start your podcast. They're going to teach you what setup to get. They're going to teach you the equipment. They're going to teach you how to plug in a microphone and how to record it. What Podcast Engineering School is going to offer is something beyond that. So it's the audio engineering side of podcasting. It's learning about EQ. Okay, what is EQ? How does it work? How do I open up a plugin or how do I open up an EQ in my computer and make my make my voice sound good? <laughs> or how do I make the guests sound good as far as EQ? Compression. How do I do compression? Mastering. Uh, microphones mixers like getting more into it like more of the audio engineering side and and I'm I'm planning on having different levels like maybe just one like an introductory level for instance EQ introductory to EQ it'll just give the theory the overview so when someone goes through that course they'll understand it they'll know what EQ is they'll know the difference between high frequencies and mids and and high high end and low end and low mids and things like that and then maybe there'll be a more advanced course where I have you know, exercises and sample clips and little, maybe a project to finish, kind of, you know, give the students some difficult pieces of audio and say, here, EQ this, make it sound good. <laughs> so that's what Podcast Engineering School is going to be. They're probably going to be self-study courses, which is good. So you can just sign up and take it anytime. But I'm also going to have live Q&A sessions at least twice a month where once you take a course, you can jump on and ask me questions and, and all that. And people can find out about this where? Podcastengineeringschool.com. Wow. It's like on the internet. You know, I bet if I Googled that, I could find it right away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's pretty much. And, and the Podcast Engineering Show is the podcast I do. And it's it's really cool. We talked to, I, I would definitely listen to that. I mean, that's free, right? Just listen to the podcast. It's great. Yeah. What, what, do, you, what do you like about doing that show? I like talking to average Podcasters who are not audio engineers, I like talking to them about their setup because they explain that how they got set up, what equipment they bought, their workflow, what they learned, how they EQ things or don't EQ things. So we learn about what regular podcasters are doing and their different setups. Like I said, the, the one show that has 12 or 16 people in a room. So every show is hearing from a different podcaster or a different expert. And then the thing, the cool thing is they ask me questions and I explain things to them. Like the last one we were talking about, uh, side chains, because on a compressor, you can bring in a side chain. And, and the, and my guest was like, I've never known what a side chain is. What is it? And I explained it. It was awesome. Uh, frequency responses, everything, all these technical things with digital recording, you know, bit depth, sampling frequencies, all these things. So 
Uh, it's just we just talk about like the more in detail audio stuff and, and really no one else is going to that depth. So that's what I love about it. That's kind of neat. I, I like that. I, I like that approach that you, you just talk to people who were in the same position as a, a lot of other people that they wanted to start a podcast. They may not have known anything about audio production and they went out there and they learned things and they cobbled together something that works but maybe is very different than what somebody else is doing and then just getting involved in that conversation they learn something they teach you something that's a really neat way to 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 sort of you know spread that message about you know going out there and doing it yourself and um you know sort of conquering this this the problems of audio engineering yeah yeah and actually that's only part of the show the other part is i actually have on experts so i had a guy from audio technica steve savanu he's he's their microphone guy from audio technica <laughs> and he came on and we talked about microphones we got so in-depth on condensers dynamic mics ribbon mics carbon mics you know all the different polar patterns how it actually works i mean and then and then i had on uh georg holtzman from Alphonic, which Alphonic, a lot of podcasters use Alphonic. it's like automatic processing that you can do either through the internet or download their software. And I had the guy who built that, he was on the show. So we got really into Alphonic and what is, how does it process the audio, the noise reduction and everything. So I, I, I also like having experts on that can, you know, cause I don't know everything and I, I need to tap into these experts to, to learn something myself. And it's just great when you go one step deeper, your understanding becomes so much deeper and more broad and and that's why people are afraid of certain things. Like they don't understand microphones and, and EQs and compressors because they don't know. But guess what? When you learn, then you're not afraid of it anymore. Then you just say, okay, yeah, hook up a mic, put it in the air, let me EQ it. You just do it, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. a car. When you learn how to drive a car, first time you got in a car, you sat there and were like, oh my God, there's a million switches and dials and, and a steering wheel and mirrors. And how do I do all this? You know, five years later, you're, you know, holding a plate of food, you're on the phone with the other hand, you're jumping in your car, starting it up, going in reverse, zipping down the road. You don't think of anything, right? Yeah, 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 yeah no, that's that's cool. Now, one of the other things uh, when you were at Podcast Movement, there, you and, you and a couple people were talking that there's a Facebook group for, for people who are interested in this. Well, yeah, there's a, several large podcasting Facebook groups. I think so you can, I'm sure you just search for that. You'll find it. But the one we were talking about was Mark Johansson's uh, podcasters gear group. Mm. It's a group all about gear and plugins. There's a lot of different specialized groups on Facebook and also the podcast engineering school. We're going to have our own Facebook group once we get the courses going too. So Facebook groups are great because you can just ask questions like, Hey, I'm having trouble with this thing within this certain software and how do you do that? And people will answer. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's nice. It's, it, it, it's a great time to, to be able to, to communicate with things like this, to, to help, help each other sort of solve problems. Chris this has been great. Um, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, and I'm definitely going to check out the, uh, uh, podcasting engineering school, podcast engineering school, I guess, um, right. when it comes out, uh, in the fall. Good luck with that. Yeah. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for having me, man. Next time on It's All Journalism. And I think in terms of storytelling, it poses a great challenge. You know, you have to decide clip by clip from clip two to clip three, where do you think the audience is going to be looking? You don't want to lose your audience 
mid mid piece because they were looking at a bird in the upper right hand corner of your sphere and your next scene is dead center or, or, or dead left so it's uh it's a challenge but i would say uh, it's one of the hardest things I've ever done in storytelling, but it's definitely one of the most rewarding. Join us in our next episode of It's All Journalism when we talk to Steve Johnson of Boundless, a photographer who specializes in telling 360 stories using video. You've been listening to It's All Journalism, a weekly podcast about digital media. Find out more about us and download past episodes at itsalljournalism.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Podcast One. This week's episode was edited by Nicola Grisco. Amber Healy provided our web content. Nick Dupre wrote our theme music, and I'm your host, Michael O'Connell. Hey, you've written a book. You can order copies of Turn Up the Volume, a down and dirty guide to podcasting on our website. Visit itsalljournalism.com and follow the link at the top of the page. Isn't it time you started your podcast? Do you like the work that we're doing here at It's All Journalism? Now you can show your support on our Patreon page. Follow the link at the top of our website and donate. For as little as a dollar a month, you can access exclusive content and receive updates about upcoming episodes. Donate a little bit more, and we'll send you cool swag like our It's All Journalism mug or a signed copy of my podcasting book. There are even opportunities for you to submit ideas for future shows or even appear on an episode. Go to itsalljournalism.com and click on the Patreon link to find out more. It's All Journalism is produced in partnership with the Association of Alternative News Media. Thanks for listening.